Ohio goes I'm us. Welcome to the High Pushing Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. And I'm Halls Burkhart. Steve. Um I don't really I don't really know how to break this to the audience. So I'm just gonna do my best. Um, it's totally off the cuff. I don't really have this plan. But there's one thing we respect above all else here at High Potion, and that's the bit. You respect the bit. But not everything lives forever, right? Right, Steve? That's correct. Yep. Just look at the Thief franchise. It died. Mm-hmm. Sometimes bits have to die, and tonight we're burying a bit. We're burying a bit. I don't know that anybody could have executed on the bit better than our buddy Jeff did. <laughs> on the Street Fighter show, uh, Street Fighter Five episode of a couple of weeks ago, so we're retiring the bit. We're fucking doing a Red Dead Redemption Two episode, and Eric Struthers is here. Yeah, woo! I'm so happy. I'm so happy to do it. It's funny because with the podcast bits, we've actually worried at times that people aren't really sure how serious they are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, I've had a couple people message me and be like, "Hey, like." I can't tell sometimes. Is this real or is this fake? One hundred percent fake. It's all a bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So th this tells you though just how sure I was that I was never going to be on the show. Is that Hawes texted me and he's like, "Hey, buddy, are you available to record on insert time of day here?" I'm like, "Sure for for what? <laughs> what what do we do?" <laughs> I I. I I never realized it was for this show. I, I thought I would like, cause I was like, yeah, let me just see. I'm, I'm going to um, schedule it with Steve. I'll get back to you. I, I guess I should have been a little more uh, specific. So we are going to spend most of the hour tonight talking about Red Dead Redemption 2. And honestly, I'm, I'm almost certain that's not enough time for Eric to get all his feelings in, but we're going to do our best. Before we jump into that, though, there are a couple of small topics if I'd like to uh, address, if that's okay with you fellas. Let's go. So right last night, I beat Jedi Survivor. Congratulations, buddy. I'm so glad. Um, I'm bummed. I don't want it to end. Um, however, it's not ending for me because of something very fucking frustrating. Now, I was a very studious Jedi survivor player and had it all lined up to where by the time I beat the story, I might have a couple of small things to wrap up, but you know, within a few, you know, a couple hours after beating the story, I should have a 100%. I can put that game to bed the week that street fighter six and Diablo four come out and you know, my schedule's totally open. However, I was struck with what is is apparently a known bug where I cannot finish the bounty missions. Oh, no. Cage will just not give me the last couple I need. And I realized this on stream last night and became very salty, I might Ugh. add. Our buddy Jeff helped me. He, he did some research. And apparently... I just got to wait for them to patch it and hope they patch it and fix it so I can finish it because the bounty missions and the enemies I have to scan for that bounty missions are the two last achievements I need for all the achievements in that game. And I am so fucking frustrated about it. Otherwise, a, a wonderful game, and I'm not going to let that ruin my opinion of the game, but I was so close. I was doing so good. Okay. Whew. I'm, I'm glad I got that out of my system. Get the poison out of your system. Yeah, I got the poison. Better. Um, <sighs> Eric, have you beaten Survivor yet? I have. I did just a few days ago. Yep. Nice. So nice. Eric texted me um, a couple of weeks ago and was like, buddy, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the last one out of our friends group to beat it. And I was like, I don't know, man. I dick around a lot. I'd be <laughs> fucking customizing that saber a whole lot. And sure enough, he beat it like two days before me. Um, but man, it chaps my ass that I can't beat those bounties. And when we get done recording, I'm going to take my silly little ass over to my silly little couch and boot up my silly fucking little Xbox and try to get my silly little bounties. And I know she's not going to give them to me. And boy, there better be some patch notes about that bounty, those bounties on that next patch they put out. 
Now I know mm. what King Tom felt like for the last two weeks. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. That's never fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. I, I mean, I've had a couple of glitches. So I'm on the Series X also. Mm-hmm. And the issues I've had where I was trying to fight those two stupid Ogdo, Bogdo guys yeah. in the, the Force tear, Force tier, and uh, it would crash. Just suddenly, boom, I'm on the home screen of the Xbox. That sucks. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it was always in a load screen. And it was always immediately after I had lost yet again. So right. it was just like, plus I'm streaming oh. and everybody's going, what's that all about? It's like, I don't know. I, I, oh. I can only do, I'm one man. Now, is the <laughs> is the bounty hunter thing, is that a universal Xbox problem? Oh, it God. doesn't seem to be just, you know, it doesn't seem to be just Xbox that's having the issue. And like people in chat were like oh i did them after the story you just uh, if she doesn't give you the the mission just go to where those bounty hunters are supposed to spawn and they'll be there i took my happy little ass over there and guess who wasn't there bounty hunters and sure enough it's a known issue and i tried every fix that people suggested and it seems like i just gotta wait on a patch but in happier news um, today, so this is this is being recorded a couple of weeks before it actually releases. Today, May 30th, was the review embargo date for Street Fighter VI and Diablo IV. And they're both getting incredible reviews. Mm-hmm. Woo, I'm so excited. Um, Next month good. is going to be amazing. I know, dude. <laughs> I was telling Steve, all I need is Final Fantasy XVI to get a good review and then... I'm I'm set, dude. Like, what a crazy month for three highly anticipated games for me to also be getting really good reviews. Feels good, man. Feels good. So, um, fuck yeah, that I'm I'm excited. And they, there have been multiple reviews for Street Fighter Six that have said that the World Tour mode reminds them of Yakuza. Whoa. Okay, okay, I'm in. All right, here we go, baby. Yeah, when Jeff was talking about how it's going to be Friday Night Freak fights or whatever, he's not lying. No. I've seen some of the monstrosities people have come up with already. Yeah. And it's going to be terrifying. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. So those two things out of the way, I figure we'll go ahead. Like I said, this is an incredibly dense uh game that we're discussing so i figured we should probably devote most of the time to it tonight um and we're gonna do our best now listen if you haven't played red dead redemption 2 this probably isn't the episode for you because i don't want to separate gameplay from stories i just want us to have a free chat about it so at no point feel like you have to hold back on spoilers if you don't want the game, the 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 story of a hundred and twenty hour game spoiled for you, go go listen to something else and come back if you ever play Red Dead Redemption Two and it takes you six months to beat. Whatever, man. You know we're here. This episode is here, but I, we're not gonna, you know, just do spoilers at the end. Um, you know me, I like to kick things off with a little research, a little research. Um. So Red Dead Redemption 2 is actually the third entry in the Red Dead series. The first one being Red Dead Revolver, right? Right. Which was uh, released in 2004 by Rockstar. Interestingly enough, its development started under Capcom. The studio that eventually became Rockstar San Diego was a sub-studio under Capcom. They were working on Red Dead Revolver. Rockstar bought the studio and then bought the rights to continue the development. That first game, not reviewed well, not very memorable. Really, that series came into its own in 2010 with the release of Red Dead Redemption, um, which was you know, critically acclaimed, another huge success for Rockstar. In a lot of ways, sort of paved the way for the Grand Theft Auto Online and Red Dead um, Redemption 2 online services as they were or as they are now. Um, and then, of course, in October of 2018, Red Dead Redemption 2 is released to widespread acclaim, sells a billion fucking copies. Well, not a billion, but a whole lot. And 
I didn't realize this, is considered one of the most expensive games ever created with an estimated budget of somewhere between $370 and $540 million. That's more than it takes to make a Star Wars movie. Um, so it's insane yeah like and people want to complain about you know microtransactions in the game they've got to recoup these massive budgets you know right and listen one of the things i wanted to lean into here at the beginning uh you know if you guys heard um eric's email from a couple of weeks ago eric was a lapsed gamer for the longest time Mm -hmm. in fact i remember the day that Eric reached out and was like, hey, I'm getting an Xbox. Do you have any game recommendations? And I was like, well, do I? Um, and, you know, I know you fucked around with, like, one of the Batman games and obviously mm-hmm. some Star Wars stuff. But in my recollection, the first game that really got its hooks into you and still has its hooks into you was Red Dead 2, correct? Yes, sir. Very correct. Um, so what was that like? I mean, wh- all right. So before you got your Xbox, what was the last console you had? What was the last game you remember playing? Uh, so I was primarily a PC gamer mm-hmm. and I bought a, like a Dell, uh, gaming rig back in, oh, very late, like 2008, 2000, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. It was right before doom three came out is when it was. So whenever that was, okay. And so then I ended up replacing my video card specifically because of Doom 3. People who don't remember this, well, Doom 3 was like how they gauged video cards, mm-hmm. whether or not it would run it, how many frames it could run it at, and that whole bit. And so that's where I did most of my stuff. Like I played uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City and 100% of that stupid thing and was playing games like Doom and um, going back and hitting some of my like favorites like dark forces and stuff like that which felt admittedly pretty clunky yeah in that era but it was still fun and um then i just sort of fell off it honestly the last game i really poured myself into was grand theft auto vice city and then just stopped playing video games for a super long time Mm -hmm. my ex-wife's kid had a playstation two i'm guessing Mm -hmm. and i remember was playing rainbow six yeah that would have been a ps2 then yeah and i i was like oh this is neat so then that got me back to buying like uh like the battlefield games stuff like that and then fell right back off again and didn't play for ever yeah like a couple of console generations yeah Um, yeah because you came in sort of towards the end of the xbox one's life cycle to be honest yeah so i got my series x i had to go back and check to make sure i was right on this it was um in february or march of 2022 or 2020 i mean i'm sorry my bad oh right before the pandemic yeah literally i mean i on a whim's like you know man because i like with you you talked a lot about playing xbox and stuff like that and i'd been wanting one for a while so i pulled the trigger and got it and it was the it came with jedi fallen order xbox one x and uh yeah boom three weeks later the whole world closes up and i start playing tons yeah what what the what a perfect time to get back into gaming (laughs) yeah so okay so you get a console in february of 2020 when does the black tar heroin of red dead redemption (laughs) 2 enter your life requiem for a cowboy so i need to i could go back and look but just approximately i would say probably in uh early summer like um june let's say and i remember i hit you up because it was on sale i was like should i buy this because i bought a physical copy of it and uh you said yeah it's you know really good but you told me right then it wasn't like super your cup of tea but it's really good and uh i picked it up and when i first started playing it i remember thinking i i don't know if this is for me man it's very slow mm-hmm. at the beginning but like I can look back now, I've only done one complete playthrough of the story. And I mean, I hundred percent of it and did oh, yeah. every last thing, which, you know, took 72 years, but <laughs> it's, it was, it's just like this slow burn. But then when you realize like the nature of the story, if this is your style of story, that slow burn at the beginning is important oh, to yeah. set up like all of these emotions. I had never thought a video game could 
tell a story like that, could do it in the way it did it, and just pile on this, the feelings, man. I mean, that's, there's just no other way of putting it. It was so tremendously done. And yeah, immediately once I got past that initial feeling, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. This is real life now. Now, listen, I want to go on record as saying, I love this game too. I can't ever imagine replaying the whole story again because we'll get to it later. But I think, like, there was a night I sat down and I said, okay, tonight's the night I finish up Red Dead 2. Nine hours later, I finished the epilogue. And I was like, you motherfuckers, you fucked with me hardcore on this. I love an epilogue, and you knew you had me on the hook. You motherfuckers. Um, It is an incredible game, though. Like, you know, I'll poke fun at any game I love and Red Dead is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Steve, if I remember correctly, cause listen, the, Steve and I, we're each other's video game hype men be texting each other. Like, Oh boy, here it comes. Red Dead two for months <laughs> leading up. Do I remember correctly that you picked it up? You started it, you put it down for a little while and then returned. Is that what I remember? Yeah. I mean, I came back to it, just started over. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Was it you picked up where you left off or was it there was so oh, much no. time in between that you had to restart? Because, listen, that's what I do. If yeah, I put a, a game. Yeah, 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 it's, it's, it's I'll play like a couple hours and then not come back to it and just start it over. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Um, what was your overall experience with the game, Steve? After I mean, finishing it? personally, it was like the most impressive open world game I've seen. Yeah, um, you know, I far. think it still is. Uh, I've I've played some other games since then that I I probably like a tiny bit better or whatever. But in terms of like the most impressive package of an open world that I've seen, it's that one. Yeah, and like just the the fucking craftsmanship mm-hmm. on, on display, like you know what I mean, like just brimming with detail and it like it's very immersive. Now, this is what I'll say. I know a game is good when it features a subject matter that is not typically my thing and I still get into it. So, for instance, I'll fuck with pirates. I think pirates are fucking goofy, if I'm being 100% honest with you. Assassin's Creed Black Flag, fucking sitting on my couch singing fucking pirate songs and shit. Sea shanties. (laughs) Loved it. Cowboys? Westerns? Not my thing. They better be space cowboys with laser guns, you know what I mean? For me Mm -hmm. to get into it. Red Dead? Fuck. Milady? Fucking (laughs) talking with my horse. Howdy, ma'am. Howdy, ma'am. Can I help you today? Um, And and the joke that Will and I always go back to is, because we were sort of playing the game concurrently and would hang out on Xbox and just shoot the shit. Um, And we somehow we would both be sitting there playing poker and blackjack. And be like, hey, what is the last thing you did in your story? I can't even remember because I've been playing poker for two days. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the thing I like, because, um, you know, Eric, you you weren't necessarily around much in this era. Is Steve and I remember a day when Rockstar was more than just GTA and Red Dead. And those more thans were awful. <laughs> awful. And, and yeah. listen... I'm totally fine with Rockstar being the Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead studio. Mm-hmm. If they want to get that third pillar, like it seems like um, Bethesda is trying to do with Starfield, so they'll have Elder Scrolls, Fallout, and Starfield. If they want to do that eventually, that's fine. Make it sci-fi, please. Please, Rockstar. Um, For the record, I liked the Warriors game they did. The, be- the beat-em-up. That, that was, was good. good. It was yeah. good. Yeah, good, not great. Good, not great. Um, but, um, what I like is, so you have Grand Theft Auto, right? It's sort of this meta take on American consumerism in a lot of ways. It's kind of edgelord, the video game, you know, whereas like, yeah, for sure. I mean, when it came out, you were like, you dude, I could just pick up hookers and beat beat them to death with a bat or something. Yeah. Me, the gentle soul. I'd never hit a lady. All of a sudden I'm braining hookers out and then putting the body in the trunk and taking my money back? Running running them over and putting the car first and backing up. Yeah, but then Red Dead, like, 
the storytelling is the complete opposite. Like, I can't think of a single moment in Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead 2 where I'd be like, that's a little edgelordy. I mean, there is in the second one where it seems like you kind of get assaulted by some hillbillies in the middle of the night. Yeah. But besides that, um, <laughs> you know, a fairly, like, subdued, like Eric was saying, slow burn storytelling in both games, by the mm -hmm. way. Um, and I really respect that. And you know, a gorgeous game, a game that when it came out in 2018 looked like it should be a next gen game, you know? Yeah. Um, now granted the people making that game got put through some shit <laughs> for sure. <Yeah. laughs> and it has seemed to change the rockstar development process going forward for the better. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Hopefully that was the last time they had to do that shit. Yeah. Cause that sucked. Um, and like I was saying, it's a game whose scope is so massive that there's no way we can hit it all in an hour. But when I think of Red Dead 2, I think of just like beautiful vistas. I think of mm -hmm. developing a, a relationship of, with my horse who they fucking kill, <laughs> motherfuckers. Um, I think about how much I fucking hate Micah. If uh, Micah was a real person and I met him in the real world, I would be in jail. That's how much I fucking hate Micah. I, w I wanted to leave that motherfucker rotten in strawberry jail so yeah. often. Just wouldn't let you do it. Let oh, me yeah. choose it. I'm a, and and what it makes, what's cool about it is it's a prequel. Right? Like, mm -hmm. it's a prequel to the first game, because mm -hmm. in the first game, you play John Marston, who's a character in this game. I didn't realize this was a prequel until I started playing the game. Like, I never remember reading an article where they were like, by the way, it's a prequel. And just, like, that discovery and sort of, like, the way it's a prequel but doesn't do, like, most prequels do, even in Star Wars, where it's like, we got to just reference the first one so much, you know? It just feels very natural. Mm -hmm. um and the protagonist is in my mind better in two. Oh, i like john marston yeah. as a character but uh arthur morgan is pretty iconic I like think. The, listen i think one is an incredible game it doesn't really hold a candle to two in no. terms of really anything and honestly it's crazy because when you sit down and look at it it's an rpg red dead <laughs> 2 is an rpg chock full of rpg subsystem side quests and side activities you know 100 percent. um and arthur morgan is incredibly written the whole cast really is and like there's this side story where you're like reconnecting with his old girlfriend and it's all uh -huh. sad and shit man yeah um now this being i will say this i don't need to see that motherfucker go through every skinning animation <laughs> You could have given me the option to skip that shit, Rockstar. Yeah, some stuff, I mean, in their, in their attention to detail, some stuff kind of does wear thin by the yeah. end of it, but, you know. Oh, also, trying to hitch my horse to the hitching post, and, and it won't do it? But, you know, those are small things. Anytime you spend that amount of time with a game, little things are going to bug you. It just is, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, Eric, buddy. Yes, sir. Hit me with a highlight. What's a highlight of Red Dead Redemption 2 for you, buddy? So for me, it is the character of Arthur Morgan and his progression as a human. And I don't want to get all heady and Go weird, but like for me, it's hard for me to play that game in a way that it opposes what I think Arthur's supposed to stand for. Mm -hmm. So like even when I started my second playthrough, it's like honor all the way up. And on this high note, and the reason that speaks volumes to me, and I mean, don't, I've, I've never been like a, an outlaw going around shooting people, but I haven't always been the person that I am now. I haven't always been the person that I know like inside I'm supposed to be. And there's times where I look back in my life with a certain amount of disappointment in myself or shame. And then I got to where I am now. And that's the story that's happening in Red Dead mm -hmm. is you're seeing a guy who's grown up with what he was indoctrinated into. This is your family. This is your whole thing. And then you start to realize this 
this isn't cool. And not only am I living my life wrong, I am hurting other people mm-hmm. and in layers and layers and layers. And so for me, I fell in love with that pretty fast and started playing the character like that on this real strong redemption arc. But part of the big thing for me is I grew up watching like the spaghetti Westerns right? with my dad and then even on my own. And I loved the imagery. I thought that uh, every character Clint Eastwood played in like the Man With No Name trilogy and the music that went behind it with like Ennio Morricone. Oh, that's stuff. my guy right there, it's, Ennio. Yeah, it's so good. And when I got in this, I mean, it just hit all those buttons and it's so breathtaking and looks so real that so when you mentioned like how these amazing beautiful scenery there was a uh, on the rdr2 subreddit this guy had posted his daughter had managed to do this three different times where she would do a really good screen grab on pc of uh, a scene in red dead and submit it to the news for the out and about and if you'll notice that Lindsay so-and-so was, she was today at blah, blah, blah. And it's, everybody assumed it was real. And all the people who play Red Dead are like, hee, hee, hee. But, I mean, that's tremendous. And you, so you got to figure, I went from playing uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, mm-hmm. played some uh, Jedi uh, Fallen Order, and then Sleeping Dogs, which, great wreck, by the way. You're the one who hit me to that, Hoss. That's a great um, game. That's a good game. But then to this. Yeah. And I was like... I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know it was possible. And so just the magnitude of it was a real easy draw for me. Yeah. And, and like, it's a masterpiece. Like I, there are a few times and like, I love games. I fucking love video games. Like it's such my jam. I love video game stories. Are they all there? No, even games I love are not, don't have masterpiece mm-hmm. stories. Right. There's very few. There's very few. And and even ones that I personally consider a masterpiece, Final Fantasy VII, it's not a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. In my heart and in my mind it is, but that story is messy, the, especially the U.S. translation of the original one, right? Fair to say. Um, but Red Dead 2 certainly is. It certainly is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in that rarefied air of it like the, la- the Last of Us you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's that kind of narrative. It certainly it's, it's is that well realized. Um, and and it's a the type of game that like you kind of only see once a generation, a console generation, T- twice mm-hmm. if you're lucky. Like I feel like in the last console generation, the fact that we got Red Dead Two and The Last of Us Two, like and Ghost of Tsushima. Oh fuck! Never mind. It's a that's the thing. <laughs> We're going to see this more and more. Like, the bar gets raised and other companies try to reach that bar, right? And that's ultimately only good for us. And not mm-hmm. everybody's going to su- succeed, but, you know, it, the closer they get, the better it is for us. Um, now, speaking of hunting, another testament to this game is I'm not a hunter. I, Steve and I grew up in the part of the world where hunting is a thing in a big way yeah all my friends growing up like they would they would skip school the first day of deer hunting season same not my jam you know what i mean same the last thing i want to do is go out into the wilderness with a gun and harm an animal but in red dead (laughs) watch out y'all Watch out, legendary fucking uh, animals. Here I come. I'm going to skin you, and I'm going to turn your skin into something. A holster. I won't forget the first time I got mauled by a bear in that game. Oh, my God. Terrifying, Yeah, it's like the Revenant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really Um, Another thing, like, there's certain things that stick with you, and, and there's a lot in this one, and some of it's hazy because I haven't played it since probably early 2019 when I finally finished it, right? Like, I remember this goofy side mission with a hot air balloon. I don't even uh-huh. know what was going on with that. But I remember finally being like, I'm going to go check out this San Denis place. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I bet you that's like New Orleans themed. That seems cool. And me and my horse were just riding. And all of a sudden, some hills, ass, uh, hills have eyes motherfucker jump out of the mud Pull me off my horse and kill me. 
what fucking crazy i will never forget that experience like mm-hmm. just the crazy say, shit you can say to me in general man just the the whole area around it the swamps and all that stuff yeah. with the freaky shit at night mm-hmm. and all that man oh yeah so yeah. cool Oh, you yeah. have the the night folk is what they call them. Yeah. And they don't speak Mm-mm. and they're murderous accosting uh, travelers in the middle of the night. But then you've also got all of your like complete hillbillies who are like you said, the hills have eyes where they're this clan of people who are waylaying people and torturing the men to death and keeping the women penned up for you know, just use your imagination here and it's uh oof. yeah it's brutal it's yeah. not it's not afraid to shy away from from that brutality no and uh, you know it, what what i like about red dead 2 is it doesn't just draw from the classic western movies there's a lot of other influence in there too mm-hmm. like horror movies like the hills have eyes and shit like mm-hmm. that that are clearly an influence one thing that never got old. And sometimes I would sit on my couch and go, maybe I should fire up Red Dead 2 to do this. And that was come across a group of fucking clan members and terrorize the shit out of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was always fun. Yeah. And sometimes you could just sit, like, hide in a bush and watch them because a lot of times they're going to fuck themselves up. Like, there's one where, like, they all catch themselves on fire mm-hmm. by accident and stuff. <laughs> great. Loved it yeah. every time. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, there are assholes out there who play that game and just go hang out with them yeah. like it's their butt or whatever. Yeah. They're, well, it's because they're because that's what they know. Um, <laughs> and, and another thing related to San Denis, I remember the first time I went to New Orleans was the beginning of 2022, right? Or 2020, rather. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember turning a corner and going, oh, shit, I've seen this place. This is in Red Dead. Like, it's just because New Orleans is one of those kind of timeless cities that has Mm -hmm. stayed the same in a lot of ways. Like, immediately I was like, oh. And, of course, goofy-ass me has to relate it to a video game. But sure enough, I was like, this is is San Denis! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, that that was my favorite area in the game for sure. What's some uh, highlights for you, Steve? What's something that sticks out to you about it? So I loved, um, I can't remember the name of the mission. It's been a long time, but you had to go to, to kill all the people in the manor, the, yep. the manor with like the trees that formed kind of like the it's, aerial kind of cover. It's canopy eventually you where you end it. up setting up like your second camp, right? Second mm-hmm. or third is at that manor. That's a good mm-hmm. mission. And it's a, it's, it's very, um, like dirty dozen not like you know more like larry mcmurtry lonesome dove kind of the the fire in the background all the shadows that kind of stuff man i love that oh yeah if they're gonna light something on fire in this game get ready because they're gonna show off those fire effects (laughs) yeah Yeah. really for the for this though it was just so much of like the random stuff you would find do you remember you would find that woman who was just trapped in like a shed uh like locked in a shed by her brother Mm -hmm. or something like that (laughs) Yeah, her family is the one of the rich families. And yeah. She is, um, I don't know what her exact affliction is, but they keep her locked in this outhouse because she's crazy. And she's like the dirty secret of the family. But then if you really dig into it deeper, you find out that she's possessed. She's demon possessed. And there's all of these signs that point to it because she keeps saying this sequence of numbers. Dude, there's some real creepy shit in this game you can <laughs> run across. The dude in the cave that says he's the devil. Uh huh. Shit. Woo. Woo. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's well, in so there's aliens. That's a big rock star thing. I've yeah. come to find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's aliens, a cult. Sasquatch. That you, you find the cult in this um, burned up house, and there's a letter if you read it, and it tells you if you come back on the full moon on such and such. But anyway, if you're there, a green light will appear, and you'll through the broken roof of the house, you'll see the spaceship going. As soon as you go outside, it splits. Mm -hmm. And then there's another spot where you can get to the highest mountain peak in uh, um, not the real snowy part, but the other mountains. And if you stand there long enough, the alien ship will come. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I love that. Like, so there's this weird sort of shared universe between Grand Theft Auto and um, 
Red Dead Redemption. And one of the things that binds them to binds them together are Bigfoot and aliens, UFOs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's so neat. Like, that's kind of their hallmark at this point, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Did you ever play Grand Theft Auto V, Eric? I have it, and I've dabbled in it here and there. And honestly, there's aspects of it that I dug, but I never got very far into it. And something about it was like there was – it's too greasy. It's too dirty. It's yeah, too – It is a very sleazy I mean, game. Yes. Like all the characters you yeah. play are pretty much dirtbags. Well, so yeah. I think Franklin's a good Franklin's dude. okay. Yeah, Franklin's Franklin. a good That's dude. That's true. Um, uh, Michael is a dirtbag, and Trevor, yeesh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so yeah. one side mission I want to throw out there in yeah, Red Dead, you, you get a, like you hear these rumors. It's like a lot of games do. You hear a rumor and that there's uh, some people in this house, like up in the northeast corner of the map, that would probably be easy pickings for a robbery, home invasion kind of thing. Anyway, even if you never try to go up there and rob them, you'll end up eventually running into it. And it's this lady. She's a widow. Her husband has died. And this is when Arthur is already pretty near his getting near to his end, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you run into her, she's just buried her husband and she's weeping. And she's like, I'm going to die out here. I have no idea what to do. And he wanted to move out here away from the city where this is the only thing we've ever known to pursue this dream, blah, blah, blah. And he ends up like helping her understand how to live off the land. And they develop this very sweet relationship that never crosses more than just him being there to help her and like watching how sad she is. One of the times he shows up and he's knee deep in tuberculosis. And um, that's just such a cool little world building add on, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I, oh, I love that stuff. Dude, mm -hmm. I got to And another thing I got to give them to give to them is. The plot of Arthur slowly dying due to the mm -hmm. effects of tuberculosis. That plot line starts the first five or six hours in the game. He goes mm -hmm. to collect money from a dude that's sick that coughs in his face. Uh -huh. That's the setup. And it's so subtle. Like, it's not like Arthur's going to go, you gave me tuberculosis. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like, it just. And then it just creeps and creeps. And there's a brutal scene with a doctor in this game, too, mm -hmm. that if you like if you are susceptible to like body horror or afraid of doctors like skip it because it's brutal. <laughs> oh, um, where you find the guy who's you got to rush in there to help. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Um, yeah. And just like that whole thing being introduced so early into the game and then just. I remember the realization, like sitting on the couch playing and going, oh, that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and another thing I love about this game, because it was something sorely lacking in the first game and can sometimes feel sorely lacking in the GTA games because they're like these huge urban sprawl locations, is the variety of environments in mm -hmm. this map the first game is desert right steve can you remember it mm -hmm. like it's yeah. mostly desert in this it is varied there's the snowy area there's the desert area there's sandy which is very swampy and all of it is beautifully rendered mm -hmm. now when you start going south and get into like the mexico area it's a little sparse it, you, it, you can tell that it's the area that they probably didn't put the most time into um yeah, it could, because you're blocked from that part of the map for, for so long. 90% of the game. Yeah. 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 And then once you get down there, it's pretty true to what it looked like in Red Dead 1, which I yeah. went back after playing Red Dead 2 to play and almost couldn't mm -hmm. play it because of how clunky it was <laughs> comparatively. But I wanted to finish the story and stuck yeah. to it. Man, going to Mexico in that first game is so cool, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the is. coolest parts of it. Yeah, it is. Um, um, I loved the uh, the part where you go drinking with Lenny. Got to got to oh, bring yeah. that up. You got to bring that up. I like yeah. when you take the ladies on their drinking trip. Remember, you're driving uh -huh. the wagon and they're all in the back, being all sassy and shit. I like that yeah. part too. Yeah. Um. Now, I love weird little details, and this game does weird little details perfectly your facial hair and hair grow out over time mm -hmm. and you can go get them like cut 
and and like get your beard trimmed up and shit. You know me, I'm I rock the monster beard all the time. Um, and I would you I'd be going to the camp and putting that beard tonic on my face, <laughs> talking about it's got to get big. Um, then I just love the whole camp yeah uh, aspect in general you know where you would you would do your stuff but yeah just like kind of that hub area where you would you know you could have conversations with other people there but it was nice at night you know you could just hang out by the fire and listen to them make sing some and, stew eat some right? stew. <laughs> you know? well and there the um if you just sit and not even talk to anybody but mm-hmm. listen to all the dialogue going around you it is miles deep oh yeah and you'll you'll Goes even still forever. Yeah. I'll hear somebody post a clip of one of the characters saying some crazy thing and the length that they went through mm-hmm. to to come up with some of this. Uh, our buddy Steve D sent me a clip that he saw where if you do this in Red Dead and what it was is whoever was playing it managed to coax one of the uh, legendary gators all the way back to the camp <laughs> and oh, got shit. it to come. And it was wrecking the whole thing and going through and at one point little jack marston you hear him say i hate you uncle arthur (laughs) 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 that's fantastic um did you have like a favorite side activity fishing or i liked fishing quite a bit i liked finding like the um uh the dream catchers yeah Mm -hmm. And then all of the fossils. The fossils what, were cool. And then the, the rock etchings and what that led to with the time traveler and that whole bit. The, I mm-hmm. loved that stuff. That's very cool. I yeah. like the fishing. I love a fishing mini. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also I love like, the hunting. You know, so they kind of, do you remember in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Steve, where you could eat a bunch of ju- uh, junk food and you'd get fat or you could work yeah. out and get buff? They kind of didn't really do that in like Grand Theft Auto 4 or Red Dead 1 or uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 even. And then in Red Dead 2, they bring it back where like Arthur can get fat and he can take more damage, but he's got less stamina. Or he can mm-hmm. get real skinny and he can he has more stamina, but he takes more damage. Um, those kind of little details, love them. And the mm-hmm. NPCs react to it. Yep. Yeah. Real subtle. Like there was one where if you let Arthur get too heavy and you're dealing with somebody and they're like, well, they probably just string you up and hang you, but from the looks of you, the rope would just break. Yeah. Just stuff like that. <laughs> Brutal. Um, also, Rockstar, I don't listen. I love your attention to detail. I don't know that I need to see my horse take that many dumps, bro. I'll just be honest. That's a lot of horse dookie. <laughs> well, so can can I say something about Red Dead Online real quick? Well, so. That's so what, I did want to sort of, I want to give you, because Steve and I, we have this section we call, we just don't get it. So uh-huh. I want you to explain to Steve and I the appeal of Red Dead Online and what has kept you going back to Red Dead Online. Okay, very good. So real quick, what I was going to say is with the taking the dump, during the Christmas updates, then that's what I love it because, you you know, there's there's Christmas lights hanging in San Denis with all the snow mm-hmm. and it's snow across the entire map. And so I would like try to pose my horse and myself around the Christmas tree that's in your camp and do, I'd call it the family photo. And I would snap pictures of it. There's one where my dog ends up in the frame and he's looking at the camera and you can tell from the way he's up that he's like pinching one oh, off. It's like <laughs> right in the picture, you little butthole. So uh, let me tell you, whenever I first started playing Red Dead Online. Uh, our buddy Tracy mm-hmm. was on me about getting into it, and I wasn't finished with the story yet. And I had, to, I mean, I kind of knew more or less where it was headed just from Arthur getting sick, but I didn't know. I, I did a good job of not getting spoiled because I wasn't immersed in video game <laughs> right. stuff. So I wasn't willing to make the jump. I waited until I was done with the game completely and then made my trip over. And it took a little while before I was ready to posse up with my friends because I wanted to learn the mechanics of it. And at first I'm like, eh, this is stupid. This isn't my bag. It's pointless. The A lot of the mechanics that make the game cool you can't do, for example, with uh, Deadeye. Deadeye slows down time. We can't do that when there's tons of other people because you can't just do it in pockets and still have everything work. But once I started doing the story aspect of Red Dead Online, 
it was just like more Red Dead. There's this whole thing. You've been broken out of this prison by this wealthy woman, essentially, and you are she is trying to avenge the death of her husband. Okay. And you've been sucked into it. And so I kind of kept that going. I'm like, okay, this is story driven. I dig this. Okay. And then once I started possing up with my buddies, I'm like, all right, this is loads of fun. We hang out, we do all this stuff. And I'm so in love with the world of mm. Red Dead that that's what kept me coming back. I It's not for everybody. It's It's not. It's one of the things I like about it is that it is um challenge driven it's uh you have your daily challenges yeah your daily challenges Broke. it's task driven check your go in check the boxes off and off you go and that's what kept me coming back because i like that i like goal driven gaming mm -hmm. and it's real easy to get in there and get them done and keep and just keep moving on and at some point you you can take on these roles and the way i it wasn't as that intuitive to me originally, but the idea isn't that you just pick one and stick with it. You just get, you get all of them and max them all out. There's moonshiner, which is self-explanatory bounty hunter, which is probably the funnest one. Hell, uh, yeah. Trader collector, which is just finding like basically these lost antiques for this gypsy lady. Who's like also doing some sort of weird voodoo on the side and um naturalist the naturalist was i think the last one they added and it was pretty dumb so the idea behind it seems interesting you go in and you take uh samples of animals and you basically you're filling out this book and if you get a whole page of it filled you go to the lady and she gives you money it is the worst way to try to earn in-game currency there is mm -hmm. it's pretty obnoxious and but once you get past that and just like, I'm going to get in here and I'm going to grind this every day. I'm going to go ride around with my friends and have a good time. It's loads of fun. And depending on how things are going, there's no skill-based matchmaking in this. You just get dumped in a lobby. Oh, I know. And, you know, sometimes they're, they're sweaty and you get these just complete buttholes. And other times it's like, man, I'm just going to roll around on my horse and I'm going to look at all this and blah, blah, blah. And I haven't played Red Dead with anybody in a long, long time. <laughs> the posse moved on. Yeah, they did. They're like, man, listen, we got we got lives to lead. And it's like, well, I do, too. And it's right here. <laughs> right here. <laughs> but but it's it's more about the immersion of the world. Yeah. Than anything, because if you don't dig it like that then yeah it's any game like that's probably yeah. not for you eric i'm gonna tell you this don't ever play an mmo bro i can see it in your eyes when you said it was task based and challenges and daily <laughs> i was like Fuck. i could be i could be real fucked up and get you that that taste of the white horse that yeah. is an mmo bro De or destiny or something like that yeah mm -hmm. the stuff that no, no, no. I'm saying you don't want any of that. Now, Diablo 4, <laughs> however. That's true. Um, it's, not, it's not an MMO. So, I mean, at this point, close it's, to it's it. pretty Maybe. close. Yeah. They, they, they hew closer and closer to MMO with each one of those releases in the Diablo. The, line, the lines are blurring. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not that I had anything against playing Red Dead Online. It was after I spent an hour or 120 plus hours playing that game and not getting a hundred percent that uh -huh. I was like, I need a break from red yeah. dead. And I just never ended up going back to try it. Right. Uh, I will say this. I feel kind of bad for, for the um, red dead online community because it's clearly not as well supported as GTA online. Yeah. And I think part of that is probably because the audience just never showed up like it did for GTA. But I think it's a shame because just the concept alone, I think, could be very cool. And I think it deserves more attention than it's sort of gotten based well, you know, I, from on the outside looking in. I'll tell you one mistake I think they may have made is and listen, I'm no expert. I've been out of the video game world for a long, long time before I got back into all this. There's no need to spend actual dollars on the game on Red Dead Online once you get past a certain point. Ah. Because earning currency in the game becomes so easy once you figure it out. 
that there's no reason to pay actual cash for the premium currency in the game. The, their equivalent it, of shark cards or whatever. Right. So gold is your premium uh, currency. And you earn gold by doing your daily challenges. And seriously, you get 0.1 gold bars per daily challenge. But right now, and I have spent tons of gold. I have 3,500 gold bars, something crazy like that. I have close to 400,000 bread dad dollars. And in the meanwhile, I've bought every piece of clothing in every color combination out of the catalog just so that I can watch them turn the page and see every single thing they owned. Nice. There's nothing left to spend money on in game, much less spend money from outside the game. And so it's just, there's a profitability issue. They, the only thing they can do to make more money with it is completely up in the economic structure, uh, you know, fight club style or, uh, bring new people in and they will, they do. And you'll get a bunch of low level scrubs that come in and just want to raise hell and what is a fairly decent community. And right. th- that's, that's when you have your fun. You just, you're getting ready to pay for everything that's wrong in my life right now. Those moments, you know what I mean? Where you just keep spawn, you, you find them, they spawn and you just chase them down again and again and again. Um, but Red Dead three is going to be about Robin Eric Struthers. Uh-huh. He's going to be a character. His his online character was going to be three thousand gold. What's uh what's John's son Jack? Jack. Yeah, it's going to be Jack, and it's going to be him, Robin Eric Struthers online character. I'm going for Mouse Rat. That's um, fine. So, listen, I got to bring this up. The epilogue, you know, being separated from it, I do think it's cool. And like, if Mass Effect Two had that long of an epilogue, I would be tooting its horn all over the place toot 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 but thinking i was about to beat that game and there were still 20 more hours where i had to play as john Mm -hmm. marston and build a house and fucking hunt down micah when all i wanted to do was fucking hunt down micah that's a lot it 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 is a lot and they do open the door to some like pretty wild stuff. That's when you meet this whole other group of crazies who are waylaying travelers and skinning them alive yeah. and all of this stuff. Now, here's something funny. So I played that, and I mean, I knew what was going to happen to set up Red Dead 1, right? But I thought I was done with the game because I found Micah. I did the whole thing, and now I'm just there running my farm, my ranch, milking, moving this, moving that, and blah, blah, blah. And I remember texting Trey going, yeah, man, I finished the game. He goes, oh, so what do you think about blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, what? what? Huh? Because there's nothing to force you to keep that going. The nope. game, for all appearances, is over. And then the bad part, you know, it's like, oh, I, uh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of those things, now, you know. I will say this. I think it's cool that after the end of the story, when you're in the epilogue portion playing as John, um, I think it's cool that you can go around and run into the members of your family in different places, like the former family that all broke up and moved to different places. I like that. And it's weird because one of the highlights of Red Dead 1 for me was when it lets you play as Jack and you can go hunt down your father's killers and Mm -hmm. it's completely optional. And bro, I got sadistic. I got real sadistic with those dudes, bro. I don't even want to talk about it, all right? It's going to get me put on a list. Things went in holes. I don't know, man. It was brutal. Well, so one thing I do want to say about the very end of the Red Dead 2 story is it loops back to something that happens at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. One of the characters that you're dealing with is uh, Sadie Adler. And at the very beginning of the game, when you're up in the snow area, you stumble upon her uh homestead and she has her husband's been killed she's they've got her hidden in this thing all tied up and these this group has has a um ruined her life and uh, in many many ways and you rescue her the gang rescues her and she becomes part of your crew and then you find out that she's this you know redhead firecracker who's shooting and killing and just one of these people and she becomes a bounty hunter after the fact 
And one of the things that you do is go with her while she confronts the people who killed her husband. Mm -hmm. And I took some screen grabs of it because there's this beautiful character model sitting there with her face just covered in blood because she just stabs this guy in the chest, looking him right in the eyes. And I'm like, he and she's the one who helps you track down Bill or uh, um, uh, Micah and Dutch and um, what a scene, man. I have a plan, Arthur. Oh, God. We trust the plan, Arthur. All right. <laughs> so, guys, we're going to wrap up here. But, Steve, last thoughts. Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, truly special game. Yeah. Uh, from that generation. I In, in retrospect, I kind of feel like it got robbed for Game of the Year that year. I, God of War is, is a great game. But I think looking back on both of them, I think red dead is to me the better game i that's not to say god of war is not great it is but i just in in time has given me the vision to say that i think red dead is superior you one know, of the most superior games of that i agree gen. i think it got robbed too and i love that first god of war me game too from 2018 mm-hmm. but i think there was a bit of a bias because it was so different from the games that came before right God of War really matured in a big way between those games. And not that Red, I mean, Red Dead, I mean, is a masterpiece. But I think the the people were like, damn, you mean the game where I used to play as the bald dude that would shred people and then hump digital naked ladies is (laughs) this crazy story about fatherhood and is, you know, so well written and stuff. I think that had something to do with it. Yeah. Eric, buddy, last thoughts. I think that I need to do another full story playthrough. Yeah. I think I'll stream a thing. I think I'll you do should. the entire thing. And that way, if anybody's never seen it and you want to spend some crazy or you want to spend some crazy amount of hours watching me do it all over again, come on over. This would be funny if Eric decided to go full like evil for uh-huh. this playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> Arthur Morgan. I just don't think I could. Story. Yeah, I know. I know. It's so it's you have to really have a mindset to do it, you know, to do the messed up stuff. But <laughs> Yeah. I've done enough fucked up shit in Grand Theft Auto where I wouldn't bat an eye in so, Red Dead. What I'll say is, like, if you've never played it, you should definitely play it, but you should carve out some time for it. Oh, yeah. Like, I th- you can sit down and probably beat the story in like maybe 30, 40 hours or something, but you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't do yeah. at least some of the other stuff. I don't think you have to do everything to get, you know, the Red Dead 2 experience, but you're doing yourself an experience disservice not to um explore some of that i agree Um, and uh i can't wait to see what they do with three it's one of those things like every time there's a game that's successful people will be like i don't know maybe they won't do a three fuck you come on Mm. it'll be 2030 at least probably oh bro i mean it's gonna be the next generation of consoles probably (laughs) before red dead Mm -hmm. three because gta 6 isn't out yet right Exactly. Um, you know, they started work on Red Dead 2 like right after the first one came out. I guarantee you, in some office, some dimly lit office at Rockstar Studios right now, there are plans coming together for Red Dead 3. I guarantee it. They already got them crunching. Yep. They said, oh, bunch of crunch. <laughs> they cut all their tongues out so they can't talk. It's like that kid that lived under the stairs and people under the stairs. Um, so... Listen, what I need you guys to do is go check out our buddy Eric on his Star Wars podcast, The Bad Motivators, and check him out with all our other buddies on the Sith list. Um, And you should check out his Twitch channel where he streams Red Dead from time to time. He streams Jedi Survivor. He streams all kinds of stuff. Um, MouseRat2217. Yes, sir. I stream some lightsaber building on that channel. Oh, wait. You mean this thing? You talking about this thing that I, you know, I keep that motherfucking thing on me, son. <laughs> I got to charge it. Well, if you double click it, it will ignite muted. Oh, by the way. Yeah. So the, if you ever just want to see the light, just pop, pop, and okay. it'll, it'll extend and mute. Yeah. Yeah. So, man of many talents are Eric Struthers. Yep. 
Check Good to finally out. have you on, man. Yeah, yes, buddy. sir. I just I listen. High Potion's my favorite podcast by far. There's so many things that you guys talk about that I do not know anything about. I didn't have a Super Nintendo during the time. I didn't have any of these consoles. But you're so knowledgeable and you have so much fun doing it that it's a blast to listen to. Oh, thanks Thank you so much, man. So yeah. listen, check Eric out. Eric, get Street Fighter so we can beat you up. All right, so everybody, this is what I need you to do. You need to follow Steve at Stone Cobra, follow me at Blue Harvest Pod, follow this podcast at High Potion Pod. Email us, voicemails or emails, highpotionpod at gmail.com. Leave us a review. And follow the plan! Believe in the plan! Sure. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Tahiti! Ah!